Blog Talk Radio. Show. This is the Pop Rocks Radio Talk Show. I'm your host, Pop Art Painter Jamie Rocks, and this is the big show. You found it. I sure I'm glad you did. Hey, I am super excited. We're continuing uh, with the cast and crew, uh, a couple of uh, very important uh, people uh, on the upcoming fantastic film that I just love called Guns of Eden. It drops, um, I don't know, in about two weeks, I believe, December 6th uh, from Uncorked Entertainment. And I would like to welcome Mr. Gregory Lamberson and Mr. Bill Kennedy to the show. Gentlemen, how are you? Thank you, Jamie. Good to be back. Yes, thank you yeah. for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. Very, very cool. We got a little late start getting uh, started, but I just want to tell you both, you're coming through loud and clear. So we're, we're cooking with grease, man. We're cooking with grease. Fantastic. Fantastic. Gregory, you've done it again. I mean, I don't know. When you make these films, you just go out and point to the uh, the outfield, and there it goes, you know. Home run. Fantastic film. Um, I wish it took more than a swing to get there, but uh, thank you. I'm glad you liked it. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And, Bill, i got to say, I have heard through the grapevine, you're a nice fella. You're really cool. A fun hang. <laughs> Um, not so much in a film. Not so much. I don't want to give well, anything away, uh, but I know it's asking. I, I, I definitely try my best to, uh, you know, go by the golden rule, treat people the way you want to be treated. But, uh, you know, seeing the film and hearing those type of reactions means that uh, Greg Greg led me up to a good at bat so that I could so that I could hit a home run too. Fantastic. Fantastic. I had yesterday, I had um, Chris, uh, Chris on, uh, cinematographer extraordinaire, and uh, Alexandra on, played Megan in the uh, film. And I got to tell you, after watching this film, Greg uh, and Bill, I came away with a very important lesson. Don't be a drug trafficker. Stay away from that <laughs> in your career. It doesn't end well. Uh, Say no. Te- well, you shouldn't do that. Katie Kids listening, yeah. Don't do that. But, no, I joke. This is a fantastic film. This is, you know, I know in some of the write-ups I've seen, some of the um, uh, press write-ups, like, you know, it, it's reminiscent of Deliverance and First Blood. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Both fantastic films, by the way, you know. We definitely wear right? our influences on our sleeves. We want people to know what kind of movie that is, and we tried to deliver that kind of movie. And I think he did. I think he did. I just re- recently rewatched um, First Blood, and uh, yeah, oh man, old Brian, uh, what was his name? Brian Dennehy, I believe. Not um, mm-hmm. him, Brian O'Keefe. No, Dennehy, I believe. Um, what? A, what? No, he was a messed up sheriff too. Bill, did you watch First Blood and say, "This is what we got to do," or did you just, you know, happen to know? Uh, well, this is actually, out of that play. Was, that- 
Yeah, that was the hook. That was that was what when Greg uh, presented uh, the idea of, of the script and the characters, and you know what my character could potentially be. Um, he mentioned First Blood, and that is, if, if it's not my actual favorite action movie, it's definitely in my top three. Um, so I was very familiar with the material, very familiar with the character, and um, you know, I, let's let's do this. Let's let's swing for the fences. Yeah, it, it, I'm telling you, you've delivered. You, everybody, everybody, every actor. In this, I didn't find, you know, and I'm not one of those guys. I really don't review movies. You know, I enjoy movies too much to, uh, I'm just not that person that picks apart things. But honestly, I didn't see, you know, Gregory, you might, Greg, you might think it's different, you know, because you're probably like me. With my paintings, I'm like, oh, God, look at that. You know, that's all I see are, are things I could have done better on it. But, um no, you know, I didn't see anything that was, was glaring or even uh, I was aware of. No shortcomings. I was very impressed. And and you made a female action hero, the protagonist, and there was no love interest. I'm like, wow, this is pretty progressive, you know? You know, I know Alexandra mentioned that. I know that Alexandra mentioned that I wrote that script back in 1996, and if I had done the movie back then, it would have been very radical having a female action hero. Now, all this time later, I mean, it's almost a subgenre of its own. But when I wrote it, it was actually something very different. But if I had done it in 1996, I wouldn't have had Alexandra or Bill in the film. And Alexandra was born... Or she was born in nineteen. She was born in nineteen ninety six. So she was born to play this role. Oh well, there you go. <laughs> Bill, when were you born? <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, Who, me? Probably about oh, seven years, eight years before First Blood came out. So I actually had some chance to to do some research. <laughs> right. Uh, Alexandra's <laughs> never seen First Blood. What? How can she? Yeah. Seen? Oh come on! I gave I gave it to her as homework. Gave it to her as homework, and she's she you know she she's even younger than you would think. So a lot of the movies that you and I and Bill would would just consider part of our DNA. Oh yeah, I'll have to watch that one. <laughs> oh absolutely, absolutely. During the pandemic, I got in this weird kick where, you know, I just ran out of stuff, and I refused to. My wife was you know busy watching the Tiger King and uh, Love Island or whatever. You know, I'm like, oh, this is the episode where the pretty people get into a fight. Yeah, not my cup of tea, no thanks. So I started watching these weird YouTube things where these kids would um, watch a movie and, like, make comments about it, you know, while they're watching it. I'm sure, uh, you know, I'm I'm sure there was all kinds of copyright issues with that, but whatever, I was watching the kids react. And I tried to watch a couple times, you know, they they tried to watch um, The Jerk, mostly comedies, airplane and they missed half the jokes because they were too young yeah yeah you know yeah, yeah. in the world my daughter and, is 16 you know. and i i encounter that all the time oh yeah man i remember this one kid i was watching one they watched blazing saddle and they about had a heart attack i've never seen anybody that young get so worked up yeah, yeah. maybe i guess that's good <laughs> you know they kind of missed the point <laughs> anyway, it's definitely a different culture I took my kid to see that oh, in the theater, and I remember she did not like it. <laughs> no. I'm telling you, these, these young, my wife's uh, a bit younger than I am. I'm, we just, this literally happened a week ago. 
So I'm out in the backyard. I'm, I'm messing around, you know, as you do. And um, I noticed there's a black racer snake out there. And, and you know, it's fine with me. But it keeps, we don't have any mice out there or anything. Um, so, you know, he's doing his job. And so I, you know, I saw him a couple times, and I told her about it. I said, oh, yeah, there's this black racer snake out there. I named him Blackie. She about had kittens. She's like, you can't. It's 2022. You can't call him that. What's wrong with you? I'm like, okay, we'll call him Speedy. My mistake. Um, please don't post about it on TikTok. Oh, my gosh. Anyhow. Makes me feel like I an get old that. Man. I get don't, don't post that on Facebook. I get a lot. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, here you are, Gregory, once again, great film. And, you know, I, I know that it's not released yet. It's got, it's got a, like a, what, week and a half um, or something like that. But, um, you know, all the all the people like me that have seen it uh, early all seem to be loving it, you know. And some of those people get a little crazy. Uh, but they're liking it, you know. Well, fingers crossed. Because, uh, you know, people tend to be especially tough on low-budget films. And I feel like uh, this doesn't necessarily look as low-budget as a lot of those films. But uh, right. the, audience, the audience doesn't believe you can't compare this to that. Because to them, it's the same two hours or hour and a half of their time. Either way, it doesn't really matter to them if you had to struggle, you know, to have lunch that day. They just want to be entertained and... Uh, they're going to be very tough on and unforgiving if they're not. I have horror fan, uh, friends that are uh, horror fans that are that way with horror movies. And I, I, I honestly just don't watch movies with uh, horror movies with movies um, because they're annoying. <laughs> you know, they're, they're like, yeah, those intestines don't look right. I'm like, what? How do you know what intestines look like? Are you kidding me? But, you know, whatever. Um, I think... This did not, and I understand, because I, I know, Greg, you, you make, uh, what, what are they called in the business, micro-budget films, um, you know, where, where you're making movies, kind of guerrilla style and whatnot, and, and getting these done, but this does not have a look of that. This looks like, you know, you, you at least had a megaphone, I imagine, and a dolly, and, and Bill had a trailer, and, you know, I mean, it looked like a production, <laughs> like a big production, you know? Yeah, Bill's well, trailer was the form of a ten by ten canopy. <laughs> I've been working uh, on films since 1984. I'd like to think I've picked up a thing or two. Absolutely, absolutely. But you know what I mean when these when these young folks absolutely. make a, or you know, not even, you know, it kind of you're like, ah, this was shot on a phone and somebody. I don't know though because the phones are pretty good. Um, but you can tell sometimes you're like, ah, I don't know about this one, but. Yours wasn't. You are the anti, I don't know about this, you know? You're like, yeah, this is kick-ass. Um, I liked it. I liked it. And, man, it's weird that you, it is weird that you wrote this in 1996 because it is so fitting for today's, the, the world we live in today. <laughs> I don't know if it's that's a crazy. good thing or a bad thing. It's you crazy know? how timely it is. Yeah, it's, I mean... I was telling the uh, the guys yesterday, I was like, you know, every day I turn on the news and I'm seeing this, you know, corrupt cop. I live in Florida, so, you know, <laughs> that's pretty much that or somebody got bit by an alligator. Um, 
you know, it's uh, I don't have the budget it's, for it's, that. <laughs> no. there's, there's no alligators in upstate New York. Well, maybe there is. I don't know. Who knows? One you get loose, you know. I don't know. But this is very cool. And also, I had kind of forgot. I don't know how I forgot, but um, I think it was Alexander. It might have been Chris uh, reminded me that you do a big film. Not only are you making hit movies, you also do a big film festival up there. Don't have a lot of free time, do you, Gregory? Uh, you know, I think like everybody, I found a lot of free time during the pandemic. Ah. But I do try to keep <laughs> I try to keep busy otherwise. It's crazy. Bill, has he gotten you involved in the uh, festival yet? Because if not, um, I imagine it's coming. Well, uh, as far as an actual uh, employee, no. But uh, when you put me in his films, that basically constituted the same. Um, I've also been lucky enough to have a few of the other films that I've been in and participated in, uh, you know, get up on there on the big screen at, at Greg's festival. So I've been attending for, I believe it's seven years out of the 10, something like that, eight out of the 10. But uh, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm always there. That, that, that much I can say. That's Bill amazing. is in Niagara Falls, years. which is, right next door to Buffalo. So we're neighbors. I got you. Uh, I can think off the top you. of my head of three different features that, that we've shown that you were in, Bill, excluding mine. How? That's pretty cool, Bill. That is pretty cool. I, I don't know if you're a married fellow or not, but if not, I would start with that. Uh, you know, when you're at the bar, hey, I've been in three <laughs> feature films that were you could have seen here. Been in many more, but no. Um, yeah, well, you'll um, love that. I, I have not, I have not put a ring on anyone's finger, but uh, I, I don't know that. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if that's the shot I'm taking by telling, hey, everybody, I, I'm, I'm done in three films. Um, but I, I've been lucky, you know. I, I started. I feel like you know, Greg was doing a lot of writing and directing and things in the in the uh, '80s and '90s. I kind of started getting involved with. Uh, some local stuff in the late 90s, and then I even made an appearance on the uh, set of Dogma as an extra, and that kind of started my juices, like, hey, I could do this. So um, oh, that's amazing. I started, that's kind of what I did. I, I, I was traveling around, going to different sets in different states uh, as an extra, and the more I did it, the more people were like, Man, where how how'd you do that and how'd you do this? And then I started telling everybody in the western New York area what I was doing and then groups of us started going to Pittsburgh and Cleveland. And I feel like wow. as that was happening, the industry itself was starting to get notoriety and people were like, Where are you from? Western New York. Where what what are you doing? Where where are you from? Western New York. And we started just building this big uh conglomerate of, of wonderful professionals and now you know with the great uh, tax credit and incentives and all of everything's starting to you know you're seeing the big the big Hollywood sets come here I was just on a set uh, last week for a television show everybody except for uh, two PAs and myself were the rest of the crew was from LA and it was a wonderful experience so we're uh, we're wow. plugging along and we're, we're just enjoying it 
That's amazing. That is so amazing. We um, so so New York's a good place to make a movie. You're saying? I mean, they 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 got it together with their taxes and whatnot. You know, it picked up a lot, and then the pandemic sent us back, and it's slowly mm. getting back up to where we had been. Uh, the, these tax credits are all important because if this state has a higher one or if they pay out faster, a production will go there instead of to New York. So, you know, it's a constant political situation where some people are trying to increase the credit, other people are trying to decrease it, and all the people who just want to stay in their home city and make a living doing this uh, sort of wring their hands waiting to see how it's all going to turn out. Yep. And now, folks, a couple quick messages from some of our show sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be back with the rest of the interview after these quick messages. Listen to this cool episode ad-free. If you're a VIP member, you can become one on my website, www.jamierocks.us, www dot j-a-m-i-e-r-o-x-x dot u-s hey rockers this is stacy lane wilson author and editor of the rock and roll nightmares book series i have a new podcast that features interviews with musicians artists authors filmmakers and music historians in season one i interview phil Toussaint from ozzy osbourne's band Scott Crawford, the director of the Cream Magazine documentary, Lisa S. Johnson, the award-winning author and photographer of the books 108 Rockstar Guitars and Immortal Axes, just to name a few. The Rock and Roll Nightmares podcast explores the dark and mysterious and sometimes funny side of music from the 60s, 70s, 80s, and beyond. Enjoy on RSS or anywhere you like to listen to podcasts. Glittering amethyst, energizing citrine, colorful fluorite, the other side of the sun, Earth's treasures brought to light. Since 1999, we have offered a unique collection of hand-selected minerals and gems for every budget, for novices, collectors, and healers. Visit www.tosots.com to view our wide selection of offerings and use coupon code ROCKS, that's R-O-X-X, for 10% off your first order. Remember, T-O-S-O-T-S dot com, Earth's treasures brought to light. Hi folks, Jamie Rocks here. Hey, if you're a big fan of uh, historical, cool historical books, uh, like me, then you're going to want to check out our newest uh, show sponsor, Michelle Albion. Uh, fantastic author. She's got some really interesting, cool books out uh, that you're going to want to check out. I'm a big fan of all of these. Uh, the Florida Life of Thomas Edison, The Quotable Edison, Quotable Henry Ford, uh, Quotable Eleanor Roosevelt, and of course, The Quotable Amelia Earhart. Uh, Michelle's just very keen and, and very, very cool. Um, and these are just very cool books. So check out her website. Uh, there's links to uh, where you can pick these up on Amazon and Barnes & Noble all over the place. Uh, MichelleAlbion.com, M-I-C-H-E-L-E-A-L-B-I-O-N.com, MichelleAlbion.com. 
Very, very cool stuff. Check it out, folks. Absolutely. I was just reading an article in our uh, paper here in South Florida, uh, in Fort Lauderdale. They're, they're, we're, you know, they were all excited. They're like, oh, we're going to have these great tax breaks. And, you know, and the people that are eligible, this is where I – mean, so I'm reading the newspaper. Again, ladies and gentlemen, just let me preface this. I am not in the movie business. I, I'm not. I'm just, you know, a guy. But um, so I'm reading this article. And what got me is they were like, yeah, to, to qualify, the, the film has to have at least a budget of, I think it was $450,000. Like, I don't know anybody making independent films that are starting out with 450 grand cash. You know, yeah. I mean, are you kidding me? Um, That's exactly that the problem. For a long time, we had no threshold like that at all. And, and $50,000 films that I did and $250,000 films all qualified. And, and my investors got a nice chunk of money back. Um, this right. Then they implemented a threshold of 250000 meaning you have to spend at least that much money in the state. So this one, Guns of Eden, didn't qualify for that at all. We, we didn't even come close to that. So uh, it, it's not really helping the little guys right now, and we're hoping to change that back to the way it was. Absolutely. And it, it, I'm sure it breaks down to people, you know, they see stuff on TV and I'm the same way, you know, I didn't know until I started doing the podcast and meeting people like you, Greg, um, you know, I'm kind of, kind of learning about this stuff. Um, I, I'm by no means an expert on any of this, but, um, you know, people have this, this preconceived notion of, of, you know, uh, numbers and money and because what they're seeing are, are you know, Disney or somebody talking about the latest Star Wars thing. Yeah, Disney's got that kind of money, man. Um, so, Mr. X down There's, here making, you know, Mr. X is vault of horrors, doesn't There's a lot of nuts and bolts involved, and sometimes those nuts help you, and sometimes you just have to work around them. And, you know, I'm going to make movies whether I get those credits or not, but it is easier if you're getting right. them. It's an easier way to attract no, investors. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you know, one of the amazing things that um, Chris and Alexandra uh, mentioned yesterday to me, and I was not aware of this, you guys filmed during the pandemic, and you were so smart in, in this, Greg. You filmed outside. And there's, like, a lot of gunfights, and, and this, so everybody's kind of – they're not in close – you weren't filming Hitchcock's lifeboat, you know, where everybody's in the same room. Um, I thought that was very smart, you know. The irony there is that when I wrote the script back in 96, the reason I put it away was it was just too ambitious for me to consider doing when I lived in New York City. I mean, where am I going to go out to the woods mm -hmm. every day, you know, and get a helicopter and this <laughs> and that? And... uh then the pandemic happened, and just because 90% of it was outdoors, suddenly it was the most practical project to do of the ones that I had sitting in a drawer. Yeah, it's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, you know, helicopters. I was just talking to somebody about this uh, the other day. Um, who would have guessed the kids with drones would change filmmaking? <laughs> you know? Uh, oh, you need an arrow shot? No problem. Melvin over here is going to shoot up a drone, and uh, yeah. you don't have to spend $20,000 on a helicopter. That's fantastic. And now it's, oh, become, it's become almost a cliche, the types of shots that, that those achieve. 
Um, and in this film, I was very careful to use those drones um, in a way that helped tell the story. In other words, not just a shot right. of the car gra- driving through the woods like we see during the credits of every film now, but to somehow incorporate it into the action that was going on. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, you're right about that shot. Um, it's kind of like when the Matrix... Remember... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Remember when the Matrix like a... um, came out and everybody was doing that jump and then slow down effect? Yeah, yeah. Like every... Yeah. I saw that in an Oreo commercial. And I'm like, okay, guys, reel it in. <laughs> it went one far. of one of our producers was had his heart set on doing that effect in this film, and I was just like, you know, this is really an ode to 70s and 80s films, and that's a 90s uh, concept. Right. So right. it, it really, decade. I mean, it would be it would be fun to attempt for a low budget film, but it's just not quite this project. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, the big thing I remember about the 90s is everybody loved that yellow filter. Oh, my, you know, how can we make this look even more? And it was raining. Every movie, it was raining constantly. You know? The seven factor. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> you know, was, but, you know, whatever. Um, I, I watched all those films. I enjoyed them. Uh, but yeah, the, the 70s, 80s action action. I mean, I grew up in that. I, I grew up with the original Predator and, and all those Schwarzenegger, you know, all the action movies, uh, Stallone, all of them. And and they were great. You know, young guy, I ate that stuff up with a spoon. It was fantastic. Um, and maybe that's why I like this movie so much, you know. It didn't seem dated to me. It seemed, like, like you were saying, very apropos for the times we're living in. Um, and it wasn't shot. The uh, I should have told Chris this uh, yesterday, but the, the cinematography was on point. Uh, did not look dated. Yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah. Well, that was sort of sort of the challenge to sell it as a, a '70s thriller and an '80s action movie, but to have it look contemporary enough, you know, that that people, you know, you mm. don't see the the fake scratches in the film and stuff like people do so often today to try and uh, send you back to that era. I kind of make the point that, you know, Lloyd Kaufman and I were both making movies in the 80s, and that's really the only way we know how to make a movie. So when our films Mm. evoke that time period, it's really just because that's all we know how to do. (laughs) I got you. And now, folks, a couple quick messages from some of our show sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be back with the rest of the interview after these quick messages. Listen to this cool episode ad-free. If you're a VIP member, you can become one on my website, www.jamierocks.us, www. Dot J-A-M-I-E-R-O-X-X dot U-S. Metal Babe Mayhem is more than just an online store. It's a destination. MetalBabeMayhem.com carries over 150 rock and roll products, including clothing, 
jewelry and accessories. Metal Babe Mayhem also offers shrine clothing and alchemy gothic jewelry. In addition, Metal Babe Mayhem founder Allison Metal Babe Cohen is a rock and roll journalist who supports local and national artists with rock and reviews, interviews, playlists, networking, and more. Metal Babe Mayhem is taking over the world one shirt at a time. My Love Shack Apothecary online shop has everything you need to build a special gift for yourself or someone who needs a little pampering. I hand make all of the products in small batches using only plant-based ingredients and therapeutic grade essential oils. Whether you choose one of my curated sets or want to build a custom gift set, My Love Shack Apothecary has everything you need to send a little sunshine to someone today. Please visit us online at www.loveshackapothecary.com. That's www.loveshackapothecary.com. As well as online on Instagram and Facebook. Links are in our website. Support for this podcast comes from the University of Texas MD Anderson Cancer Center, ranked one of the top cancer centers in the nation for the last 27 years. The doctors at MD Anderson treat more rare cancers in a single day than many physicians see in a lifetime, and treatment plans are tailored to an individual patient's needs, allowing more comprehensive and thorough care. To become a patient, please visit makingcancerhistory.com. Aloha. If you have stress in your life or even anxiety and panic, I want to invite you to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast for a way out. The Anxiety Coaches Podcast is a relaxing and inspiring show, bringing you lifestyle changes to calm your nervous system and help you heal. Heal anxiety, panic, and PTSD for life. We bring you two episodes every week. There's no need to walk this path alone. Join us for a relaxing, informative, and inspiring time and start your journey out of anxiety panic. That's anxietycoachespodcast.com. Aloha. Rockscare, the online web shop of high-end luxury merchandise and products, all featuring original pop art paintings, from La Holla to Miami to London, www.merch.jamierocks.us. It's me. In my little world of art, it's the same thing. People are like, you're so good at pop art. I'm like, yeah, I went to school when this was happening. Right. <laughs> Before there was a Nagel painting in every nail, nail salon, uh, I thought he was pretty cool. <laughs> but... Be glad Anyhow. that there's no uh, review aggregator sites for, for painting the way there are for movies. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. I don't know if my skin's that thick. Oh, it's crazy. It's crazy. Now, Bill, you were brilliant in this film. As I mentioned, you know, such a great villain. Do you enjoy playing the villain? Is that kind of fun since you are a nice guy in real life? Um. Well, 
I, I appreciate your, your kind words. Um, again, you know, Greg put me in a good position. Uh, I, I, you know, read the script. I just went through, uh, you know, the, the ups and downs of, you know, this guy, is he a control freak? Is he two or three steps ahead of everybody all the time? What happens if he loses control? And that's kind of what we figured out was the case. And I was also lucky enough to work with our local hero, Josie, uh, one of our great, great, great talents, uh, uh, acting coach. And she just put me on a whole other uh, spectrum as far as what what I should be looking at, how I should be, you know, delivering my lines, how I should be, you know, just connecting with the words and, like, letting the, the character speak for itself. So, um, again, you know, Greg put me in a great situation. Josie helped me tremendously. I did the work. I read the, you know, I read the lines. I, I had some, some really, <laughs> some really intense, uh, long monologues that Greg wonderfully, uh, popped up through the, uh, through the, uh, through the, how we wanted it to play out on the screen. But there were a couple of times, like, especially the climax of the movie, and the uh, rah, 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 get ready to go find her scene where I, I really had a lot of dialogue. And, um, you know, it just it just turned out great, and I, I couldn't be more grateful. That's amazing. Yeah, well, I, you did a fantastic I really job. Did, I really did give him a lot to do in that, that, I call it the rally scene, where he gets all the hunters together and gives them their marching orders. And he was dead on. He got oh, it. Yeah. He nailed it. Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> Bill and I have been sort of in the same community for a while now. We, we just haven't worked together. But, I mean, he knows that I take what I do really seriously, so I know he felt pressure to deliver, and he definitely came through. And, uh, yeah, I, I have oh, a friend yeah. who is who's very mad at me for not casting him instead. But Bill <laughs> just had the look I wanted for this character, and my gut told me, you know, You've never worked with this guy, but but take a chance. He's, he's going to come through when he did. Well, I, no, I appreciate amazing. that all all around, you know. Um, and as far as like playing a bad guy, I mean, I think when I when I really think about some of the some of the characters I've already played, like uh, I played Doctor Frankenstein, and you know, it wasn't a it wasn't a heartwarming role. It was like this guy is you know falling going off the deep end. So for me to try to go against what I consider myself as being a good, wholesome, down-to-earth person um, and doing that, it's, it's acting. And that's why I say, like, for just for whatever time it is that you're filming, for whatever time it is that you're working, you know, you got to go in, knock it out of the park, and, and, and do what's best for the film. And for me, um, I remember attaching to my both characters. There's times where I, w- I had a conversation with my mom, and I said things. She goes, what did you just say? And I'm like, oh, God, I'm sorry, Ma, I was in character. <laughs> so... Um, I brought it home, brought it home with me and, uh, it was okay because it worked. Wow. That's, that's awesome. I was just, I don't know how true this is or not. I was talking to somebody and we were talking about villain actors that play villains and, um, they had told me, and again, I don't know if this is true. You know, people talk at parties and stuff and uh, folks, you know how it is. Um, but they had told me in the shining that Jack Nicholson hates cheese or something. So he was eating grilled cheese sandwiches. Every day to help him just get in a pissy mood, I guess. And, um, you know, I'm like, oh, well, whatever works. You know, it, it obviously worked with him. Um, I, after I recently rewatched The Shining after they told me that, and I'm like, ah, I get uh, Michael Keaton as Batman, now, I, or Jack Nicholson as the Joker. Uh, totally 
sold me on it, you know. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't eat anything uh, as far as uh, trying to get myself in character. I mean, maybe I did some, uh, some Hulkamania and said my prayers and took my vitamins. But uh, other than that, I just really <laughs> tried, to, tried to attach to the character and, and, and the feel of what was going on in each scene. So, and that was the other thing that I did, and Josie helped me with that, was don't think about the whole entire movie. Don't think about the whole entire character. Think about the moment, and that's really what I did. Ah, well, that worked. It worked. Greg, one of the cool things about this film was the, um, and I don't have a lot of experience with this, but it looked awfully cool to me, was the costuming and whatnot. Was that an expensive thing? I mean, I don't, you know, you're like, I, I need 17 flat jackets. You know I mean? Where do you find that stuff? You know, and it can't be cheap. Well, I am sort of the de facto costume designer on this one because I couldn't afford to pay a costume designer. I did okay. buy six fairly expensive tactical vests, but I also had in my possession uh, other vests and army gear and prop weapons from a friend of mine named Chris Ray, who shot a movie here in Buffalo called Assault on VA-33. And I Ooh. had all that stuff sitting in my garage, and we just uh, accessorized it. So I would work with each of the main character actors and say, okay, this is what I think we need. And they would online find the cheapest thing that fit that description, and I would order it. So we, I, it was in collaboration with most of them, um, but I was, I was the one uh, handling it. Well, it looks great. It looks great on the screen, man. You got to be that careful sort of, buying that much stuff. That, oh yeah, you do. You can't your house. In you New know? York State, you can't you can't uh, order prop weapons and have them delivered through the mail. So if I didn't have them oh, wow. and Chris didn't have them, um, just finding them locally was a, was a bit of a challenge. Uh, one of the one of oh. the guns that really stands out is that Gatling gun in the the back of the pickup truck that Alexandra fires. Uh-huh. It's like the Predator gun. That was one of the ones we borrowed from my friend Chris Ray, but ours is even more souped up because Chris put uh, 12-inch extensions on each barrel. So if you see it again, (laughs) take a special look at that gun because it's really tricked out. Yeah, that that was that was an impressive piece of artillery. I saw myself. I was like, (laughs) oh man. Well, it's great. It's great. And it feeds into the whole thing. All these all these police uh, departments are getting all this surplus military stuff we're, we're seeing, you know. Um, that's yeah. all coming out and everything. And um, So, of course, they would have, you know, a giant Gatling gun in the back. <laughs> yeah. I don't know the squat about guns, but I know when they look big and I know when they look cool on screen. <laughs> that definitely happens. <laughs> All you need to know. That's all you need to know, Greg. You brought it home. Oh, man, I love it. I love it. Now, Greg, to switch gears, um, Chris let the cat out of the bag a little bit. Said you're working on a werewolf movie. This is true. First I heard of it yesterday. I in this movie and wanted to shoot it after Johnny Gruesome. And the Haunted Lighthouse oh. movie, Widow's Point, came to me. So I did that instead. The author presented me with a book, and and we worked together to raise money. And then I started working on the werewolf film again, and uh, the pandemic happened. 
and a movie, a cabin in the woods movie, in which your whole cast and crew have to be in a cabin is not safe to do under COVID circumstances. So I had to look for something else to do, which is why I did Guns of Eden. But now I'm back on track with a werewolf movie, yeah. and we're you know we're looking for financing. So fingers crossed that it, it happens sooner rather than later. Well, there you go. Any listeners, any millionaires out there that um, you know uh, need to put some money to work. Um, I would suggest getting in touch with uh, Gregory and, uh, you know, write him a check, man. Write him a check. Hopefully it will be that much and... easier. Hopefully it will be that much easier when Guns of Eden has been released and people can see it and say, wow, you did this for that much? You know, so. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Um, I got my pom-poms ready for you for that for, for you, Greg. Like, this is just, I'm just so, like I said, just. Happy to see what we did and happy to see it come to fruition. And now hopefully other people around the world will see it and come running with those checks. Man, I have a bad feeling. I have a feeling in my gut that my phone is going to die before this interview concludes. (laughs) If I leave you, nothing violent happened to me. <laughs> either that, either that, or the cat jumped on your phone. Oh, well, that could happen too. Yes. Yes, yeah, so I've, I've I've had that happen. <laughs> oh man, the dog. The other day, the dog's tail hit the the uh, mic button here, the thing, and I'm sitting here talking and talking. No one could hear me. <laughs> Just dead air. Oh man, oh, crazy. Crazy. Well, this is a fantastic film, and I think um, you know. Now you've already released this, right, to the the festival circuit and everything. It's been out there, or is it going to be released now? So the, the we were never you, planning you to, to do a big festival run because of, because okay. the DVD was set, but we did premiere it at my festival, and we went to the Shauna Shea Film Festival in Massachusetts, where it picked up a couple of awards. Uh, Best of the Festival feature and Best Female Performance. And then we played at Lusca Fest in Puerto Rico. And that was our last uh-huh. uh, last one. And that will be it because now we're coming out fast. And I, I got to say, I am happier to have a film come out than I am going on the festival circuit for a year while I look for distribution and then come out. Right. <laughs> That's got to be a drag because these festivals you know, it, don't happen really every weekend. It really you know, is. So, I mean, the film is like, being seen. It's being seen a year before it would have been if we if we had done it the other way. We actually sealed our uh, distribution deal about two weeks before we started shooting the movie, which has never happened to me before. That's amazing. That isn't supposed how that's supposed to work. Um, I don't want to say that too loud. I don't want the the these newcomers <laughs> on court uh, entertainment. No, they're not newcomers, folks. These are heavy hitters. Um, uh, I was worried about uh, uh, what's his face from uh, Uncorked uh, with this last hurricane. Um, he lived up the coast from me, uh, up the state, I should say. And uh, yeah, I was thinking about him every time I watch the news. I'm like, I'm happy that it's missing us, but I'm feeling bad for the people up the state. Um, yeah, crazy, crazy. But yeah, they're, they're, I've never heard of that either with them. You know, with with anybody really. That's pretty awesome. Well, they released Johnny Gruesome, and the guy who owns the company, Keith Leppard, is super nice. Like, he could just send me Mm -hmm. my statements, but he always sends a nice little cover letter, and he happened to ask me what I was working on, 
And I told him about the werewolf script, and I told him about the female action film. He said, oh, well, I just did very well with the female-led action film. Uh, I'm interested. And things progressed quickly and on an easy, friendly manner. Oh, that's, that's fantastic. I love working with people that are cool like that, you know, where, where you're not – where you don't feel like a landlord trying to collect rent or something, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Where it just goes – it's such, such a difference now, at least in my world. Of, uh, yeah, it's nice when it happens. Things happen. Yo, man, yeah. Go out for pizza that night. It's great. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, you know, Chris also mentioned, you know, it was a very, I know we have to see how it does and whatnot. If everything fires, you think uh, sequel on this? Because I think it's a cool world. You know, you've got the infrastructure. Well, I would like there to be a sequel because that would mean the first one did well and people liked it. I want it to do well and I want people to like it. And even though I don't consider that ending a cliffhanger per se, it is open-ended and I have something worked out in my head on on how a second one would play out. So if, for instance, uh, Uncorked were to say, hey, these foreign people really like the film, I can get you some pre-sales, can you do another one, I'll be ready to go. Nice. But we actually, nice. we actually we actually crowdfunded this film. We did very well. We crowdfunded about a hundred thousand dollars. It doesn't mean you have a hundred thousand mm-hmm. to make the film, but um, at a time when crowdfunding right. is very hard for movies, we did well with it. But it's a lot of work crowdfunding. It's as much work crowdfunding as it is making the movie. And I don't want to really go through that again. So if if the money is there from somebody to to jump in and make the film, I'll be ready. Absolutely. I've heard that about crowdfunding. I have a friend of mine, she's a musician, and she's done seven albums, all crowdfunded. And, um, you know, she sell real estate before she did that. And I'm like, so, you know, we were just kind of BSing one day. I'm like, so is it really that difficult? And she's like, yeah, it's really that difficult. It's a full-time job that you're yeah. working overtime on. Um, right. So Around ready, the clock. You know. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. I uh, I had another friend of mine, um, I don't want to say anything and get anybody in trouble or anything, but they were a little late on their, um, uh, what do you call it, the perks or whatever, the perks, uh, sending the people the to movies. Yeah, delivery of the perks. And uh, yeah, Kickstarter did not mess around with that. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> they were worse than American Express. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And, you know. You just got to keep on top of that stuff because, you know, I was telling him, I'm like, you know, when you're going to make your next movie and you're doing this, if you don't have a good track record, it's going to be a problem, you know. Uh, well, this is amazing. Well, you've got it, man. You've got it. It's a fantastic film. Great cover. You've got great actors and actresses in it. Um, pretty good writer, you know, up-and-coming director. <laughs> I'm kidding, Greg. I'm kidding. Um, He's okay. You know, this- He's okay. Yeah, yeah, you know, he's, he's all right. He's a little yeah, weird. He's not award-winning, award-winning author, award-winning director. You know, that's, 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 <laughs> yeah, he's okay. <laughs> Greg's run out of room on his business cards or everything. He does, you know, got to go with that really small font. Oh, man. <laughs> well, you know, no. This is, this is a great movie. I want everybody to see it. I'm going to be reminding people, and Chris brought up a good point yesterday, which I have added to all the graphics. And shows, folks, on our show page here. Um, and these links 
stay active, when we convert this to a podcast, please stay active. If you're listening to this on Spotify, hello from the past. We love that you're listening. But, yeah, you see up there where uh, it says Amazon? You can Amazon pre-order this today. Just click on that link, and it'll get you there. And, uh, you know, that's always a good thing, man. There is no better gift to an artist. And I don't care if you're a painter or a butcher or a baker, whatever you do, in a band. The whole point, what we enjoy, nothing more beats it, is when people dig your stuff. And uh, and nothing says you did something more than buying it, <laughs> you know. Seriously, so absolutely, people liking it is the main thing. Absolutely, yeah. You know, that's that's why the Rolling Stones are on tour at you know seventy eight or how old they are. They're hooked on um, that. You know? Guns of Eden DVD makes the perfect Christmas stocking stuffer. Absolutely. Fits right in there, folks. It fits right in there. And everybody, I don't care who you are, somebody in your family, somebody on your holiday list is an Action Passion fan. I'm telling you. Um, man, I'm telling you, I really enjoyed this. My wife really enjoyed this. I don't know if it was the female leader that did it for her, but she was into it, man. You know? Good. Maybe it's because she just doesn't see it enough that, you know, that, that uh, a woman kicking ass. And take a name. Listen, you don't have to rationalize why your wife liked the movie. It's just good that she liked it. Don't push it. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Happy wife, happy husband. Exactly. Exactly. Well, that's how it goes, you know. That's how it goes. Well, you gentlemen, I know you're busy. You're doing a lot of these. Um, You know, the fine folks over at October Coast probably have you doing a whole bunch of these, I would imagine. Thank you so much for taking time to be on our little show here. We really appreciate it. You guys are awesome. Thank you for doing a double shot of Guns of Eden promotion. Two episodes. That's awesome. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much well, for having me and having, having us you know, both days. That's fantastic. Oh, yeah. Well, Greg, I know you're going to be back soon. We're going to be talking about werewolves and this and that, you know, um, as soon as you're ready. And, Bill, you're such a good actor that I know you'll be doing another project soon, and I'll have you back on as well, you know? So, well, I, I really, yeah. really I wholeheartedly appreciate that because uh, the things that I've been through and uh, the, from, from where I started to where I am and I still have, you know, mountains to climb, um, I, I really do appreciate those sentiments, so thank you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. Well, I don't know your past, but uh, – you know, it's all right. Uh, you did your time. You're out now. See, folks, that's that was kind of ominous. That was kind of ominous <laughs> sounding, wasn't it? Bill Bill has the noble profession. He's a teacher. Oh, my gosh, Bill. <clears throat> what subject do you teach, Bill? Uh, I'm doing seventh grade social studies and seventh grade science with a periodic uh, help in math. So, um my uh, my daily my daily grind is to you know to to try and help shape uh you know the future leaders of our of our country. Absolutely. Absolutely. I just did a thing with SETI and um I kind of do a couple of things with them once in a while and I uh we it was like a talk thing we were like a live stream type thing and uh they were asking they were like hey did you know did you have a teacher that got you interested in um, cuz I'm you know yeah I'm a painter by trade but I'm also into science. And I said, yes, Mr. Christopher, 
seventh grade science <laughs> turned my world upside down. You know? Well, I, I, do, I do kind of use my, my, my acting and the film, the film industry and some of the things that I've experienced um, as part of lessons, as part of motivation. Um, a lot of my students uh, think it's really the greatest thing ever that I have a picture with uh, uh, Chadwick Boseman, you know, rest in peace and rest in yeah. paradise. Um, and and when I when they see that, because I you know I do I do have a lot of you know I'm working in inner city of Niagara Falls, and they think it's the greatest thing. And I just keep telling them, I said, you know, I can I can work with you on certain things. I can point you in the right direction if your parents are interested in you know and you're doing theater. Because now we've got it set in Niagara Falls where they're introducing things at a grade school level. They're talking more and having clubs in the seventh and eighth grade level, and then on the high school with the with the drama drama program. So we're we're starting to build little staircases for everybody. That's fantastic. That is such a good thing to hear. You know, so often, um, especially that segment. I grew up in Metro Detroit, so I I know what you're what you're saying. Um, I, you know, it is so important. It is so important uh, because these kids are going to be running stuff. It's crazy. Well, it's it's uh, amazing for me because I could have I could have the absolute worst day, whatever happened in personal life or even at school, and then all of a sudden at the end of the day you just have that one student that just smiles and tells you thank you or you know they that you you see the light bulb turn on they get it and then they're they're motivated that that's what makes it worthwhile and I'm just like everything I have going right now I'm just truly blessed. Well, that is pretty awesome. That is pretty awesome. Those kids are very lucky, you know. And how cool would that be? Mr. Christopher was cool. He knew a lot about science and dry ice, I remember. It was awesome. Um, you know, he wasn't in, in action movies. <laughs> he would have been awesome in it, but he wasn't in them. Um, yeah. I think that's those are some lucky kids, man. Well, it, it is super fun. Cool. Like when you know, even one of the teachers was like, "Hey, Mr. Kennedy is in a you know in a, in a movie," and then they pull up the trailer, and then the kids actually see me and see my name, and they're like, "Wow, you really are in a movie!" And then it's like you know, like buddy, buddy for the rest of the day, which is really really warming. You know, I just just it it basically melts me almost immediately. But uh, I, I don't tell them that. No, that's that's awesome. And Greg, you're doing, man. You're making all this happen too. You know, this is very cool. Hey, let me ask you this, Greg. Are you working on any new books or anything? One of the crowdfunding perks that I have to deliver is a novelization of Guns of Eden based on the earlier cast of the script. So I am doing that, and I'll probably be doing a werewolf novelization for the werewolf film. Other than that, I'm concentrating on film right now, not the books. And the reason for that is that my publisher that would greenlight anything I wanted to do uh, filed for bankruptcy and went under, and I just haven't felt mm. like looking for another publisher because I don't think I'll find one that let me do whatever I wanted. Right. You know, I had a yeah. I had a great relationship with those guys. Yeah, it's true. It's true. <laughs> oh man! But you know, I have a good friend. Of I mine know I can she... I can write books when I get older, and I can only make <laughs> movies for so long. So I'm going to do the hard work while I can, and then I can sit back on the books. Yeah, for sure. We get you one of those Disney scooters. You'll be all right, you know. <laughs> Do it again. In the woods? Take 148. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's in the woods. No, no, it won't work. Oh, my gosh. I have a friend of mine. She just got her first uh, book publishing deal, and um, 
you know, she's over the She's very excited and everything about, you know, all this and that. Um, I, I was out to dinner with her. Me and my wife were out to dinner with her and her partner. And uh, she's like, I just can't, you know, wait till I start. I said, sweetie, you understand this is like, like movies. You get paid quarterly, <laughs> you know. Don't go, don't go buying swimming pools yet. <laughs> you know. Yeah, royalties is a royalties is a rough business. I will tell you. <laughs> We're coming up on my least favorite time of the year, which is when I have to go back and fill out uh, financial statements for all the investors of my films going back years and years and years. And you know, in many times, I'm paying them like a check for five bucks for the year, and now I got to fill out a right. statement reminding them that I only paid them five dollars. Oh, <laughs> it's like Greg. It's like Steve Martin in the Jerk. Remember when he had to make restitution for the optograph? One dollar and ninety-eight cents. That's exactly the case. Oh man! Well, keep making, keep entertaining us. I will say this about the pandemic: you independent film folk really got us through that. I don't know how they did it in 1917. Um, I guess they read a lot of books, but. Um, yeah, man. Yeah, there were there were no TV shows in 1917. No, not at all. No binge watchers. Um, no. <laughs> Maybe the shadow on the radio. I don't even know if there were radios then. I I don't know. I have no idea. But um, yeah, crazy man, crazy. But thank you, thank you both for uh, for making this film. This this is it. I really enjoyed watching this. Great. Oh, I, 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 again, wholeheartedly appreciate that. So I, I just, the one thing I, I do love about the film that I'll say is that I, I can, I can just keep watching it. Like, I don't look at it. I don't watch it for me. I watch it for like the whole, like I, I enjoy the film. Like it moves and once it starts, it goes. And that's, oh, I feel yeah. like I can just watch it over and over and not be bored of it. This is going to turn into one of those films. I have certain films, um, uh, you know, Billy Jack, a native, of course, you know, if I'm flipping to the oh, TV. Oh, you said that and, yesterday. And I'm a huge yeah, Billy Jack yeah. fan. It's an obsession of mine. Oh, I'm telling you, we're, we're out the town I was born in, in Oklahoma, Tahlequah, Oklahoma, man, they used to play that and people would get worked up. <laughs> we were ready to play the grownups. I was a little kid when they would go see that, but the grownups would be like worked up, man. They were ready to fight. You know, I'm going to take this foot and hit that side of your face. And there's nothing you can do about it. And he did. It was great. I'm, a, I'm such but a yeah, big but, fan that I even watched the other ones, the bad ones. Oh, yeah. With the bikers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Those are Jack rough goes to Washington. <laughs> oh, man, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Um, yeah, matter of fact, I was – I, I shouldn't even say this um, – because my wife was asking me, because I'm one of those people that are real hard for Christmas, so she has me make a list. And because uh, anything I want, I just get, you know, when I have the, the want of it or save up money to get or whatever. But I, I make it happen. And uh, so I'm making my list the other day. I'm starting it. And I'm looking on Amazon, and I'm like, oh, a Billy Jack hat band for my hat. Yeah, that would be pretty awesome. <laughs> I can see my neighbors roll. It is so bad. I... Oh, man, my neighbors, I know they make fun of me. I, I have a Chinese Sharpay for a dog, you know, those wrinkled dogs. And um, she loves wearing kerchiefs, uh, you know, the handkerchiefs. And so I bought her a bunch of native handkerchiefs. And 
I want my wife's like, yeah, you're Chinese Indian dog. <laughs> I know. Can't help it. She likes it. I like it. But no, uh, another movie that, that I see when I'm flipping through, Roadhouse. Your film was going to wind up, Guns of Eden is going to be like that, you know, where you're flipping through and you see it and you're like, I got to, I got to watch this polar bear fall on that guy, you know, with Roadhouse. And I'm going to be like, got to watch uh, Sheriff Preacher here. Oh man, what a joke. I enjoy, nice. I enjoy some of that aspect too, because I have my friend, you know, like a lot of my friends will bust my chops and, you know, they, they don't call me Bill. They don't, you know, some of them that have known me forever don't call me by my last name anymore. It's just like, Hey, preacher, come here for a second. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man, that's great. That is great. Well, thank you both so much for making this and being on the show. Really appreciate it. It's, you know, this has been fun watching the show. The movie was fun. I, keep making them. Keep making them. I can't wait to see more. Thank you, Jamie. Yes, thank you very Absolutely. much. Absolutely. Right, have a great, Folks, that's have a great re- Thanksgiving. Oh, what? Yeah, you guys too. That's right. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. I um I'm not I'm gonna be cooking a turkey this weekend actually, um and not for my family my my wife's family always go to for Thanksgiving and it's always I'm always kind of disappointed with the amount of leftovers I come home with. <laughs> I'm not used to that because they have a big Italian family, and I um so this year I said I got all these I got like three turkeys in the freezer because if you spend X amount of money at the grocery store they give you a turkey so you know I have them. And I'm like, I'm going to make my own turkey. Then I have my own leftovers for the week. So that's what my wife's going to be out of town. Yeah, making a turkey this week. Never made one. How bad? How hard could it be? Millions of people. Um, you just got to you just got to uh, monitor it. I actually enjoy cooking. One of my little side things that I do. But uh, uh, if you're into smoking uh, meat, the, smoking a turkey is absolutely fantastic. Yeah, I got a smoker. I got a smoke. Maybe we'll do that. Yeah. Me and my Chinese Indian dog. Keep an eye on it. Three birds. You could experiment on one of them. Yeah. You could do. You know, I do. You could do a deep fried, a smoked, and an oven roasted. You could do all three. That is very true. That is very true. And I got some (laughs) some elderly neighbors. If if it's too much turkey, I can give some to them. (laughs) There's always somebody to give turkey to. Um, very, Absolutely. very cool. Well, yeah, you guys have a good thing. Now, you guys, well, you guys live there in town, so, you know, you're not having to travel across the country or anything, right? Nope. For the holiday? Oh, cool. No, no, no. No, we're waiting on yeah, the snowstorm. We're supposed to get three feet of snow this weekend. Oh, my God. Oh, man. <laughs> I tell you, everybody I went to college with, I went to college with so many people from Western New York, and... I didn't believe him until I, I went home one time with a friend. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, snow yeah, is they cr- Albany, crazy so much that they're, snow. They're moving the building have, from, from Sunday. We have mild winters, and every sixth or seventh one makes the news, and that's what everyone knows us for. This one, if it happens, they're going to know us for this. <laughs> yep. Oh, man. It reminds me, I watch these Alaska shows on uh, National Geographic, and I was watching one the other day, and these people were on it. They were going musk ox hunting, you know, because like they do. So they're on these snow, uh, these skidoos and stuff out there, and they're like, well, winter's coming. We need to meet for the winter. And I'm like, it's a total whiteout. The musk ox are all standing there in the blizzard. I'm like, 
I, I would say winter is already here, guys. Um, should have done this two months ago. I don't. Anyway. The thing is, we're set up we're we're set up to deal with the snow. It's not really that big a deal. The problem here really is that winter lasts for six months. That's the fucking the frigging problem. Great. great. <laughs> I grew up in Michigan, man. Those great man, guys. it was a child show. <laughs> People ask me, they're like, "Where do you live in?" I'm like, "Well, I'm not a big giant fan of Florida, I gotta say, but um, yeah, I don't like the snow. <laughs> you know." can't handle it. I'm old. Very cool, guys. Well, everybody, I wanted to mention, um, not only do we have that Amazon link to pre-order, we also have the Facebook link, the Instagram, and Twitter accounts um, all linked there. Like and share. I, I tell everybody, if you dig something that somebody's doing, like and share. It's the world we live in. Their social media accounts. Also, you know, I know that the, this film drops uh, in, in like a week and a half on December the 6th. Um, when you watch it, listeners, when you watch it, every place has a, you don't have to write a doctoral thesis, just, you know, a couple sentences, what you dug about it or whatnot. That helps That's right. shake the, tilt the pinball machine a little bit, you know, shake the tree a little bit, gets it in front of more people. Uh, super important. So, you know, they made a great film on a budget and, uh, you know, you can't tell, but it was, and, uh, and any, any little bit we can do to help, besides in addition to watching it, helps. So, you know, let's, Much let's get this werewolf movie made. That's right. <laughs> and the sequel. And the sequel. I want to see more. <laughs> Very cool. Well, folks, everybody have a great uh, weekend. Remember, the world's still a little weird. Be patient with people. Um, you know, everybody's doing the best they can. So be nice. Uh, when you're nice, people are nice to you. It's just how that works. Uh, so be cool. And uh, we will see you. We will be back on, when are we going to be back? Monday. That's right. We've got a very cool new glam rock metal band out of Las Vegas um, and, uh, called Jet Black Romance. Tune in. To, these guys are crazy. Tune in to see them or hit, listen to them. And uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks, Greg. Thanks, Bill. Thanks, Thank Danny. This has been Pop Art Painter Jamie Rocks' Pop Rocks Radio Talk Show. It has been executive produced by Jamie Rocks, recorded at his studio in Deerfield Beach in South Florida. All rights reserved by Pop Rocks Limited for broadcast on Blog Talk Radio. Tana Oli Pop Rocks Radio. Estás escuchando Jamie Rocks de Pop Rocks Radio. Manténganse al tanto. Hey, det här är Hicks från Sverige och ni lyssnar till Pop Rocks Radio med Jamie Rocks. Blog Talk Radio. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.